0: Welcome to the Caregiver's Best Friend Podcast, where you'll find support, information, and helpful tips that are relevant to caregivers. This podcast is sponsored by Presbyterian Villages of Michigan, serving seniors and communities. Your host, Lynn Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Caregiver's Best Friend Podcast. I have with me today Audra Fry, Director of Sales and Marketing for Presbyterian Villages of Michigan. And I'm so pleased to have you with us, Audra. Thank you, Lynn. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Because you have a long history in senior living and have brought so much to the table for PVM. Well,
1: thank you. So I have been with Presbyterian Villages of Michigan for nine years. Um, Prior to that, I worked in the senior living field specializing in dementia-only assisted living for seven years. Um, I've I've been very blessed to hold two roles here at PVM. I started as a regional sales manager covering two of our very large campuses, and then seven years ago, I had the pleasure of becoming the director of sales and marketing, which is the current position I hold.
0: Wonderful. And I know you've broadened your scope to be involved in so many ways with advocacy and senior living organizations. Can you tell us a little bit about your role with them? the Senior Regional Collaborative, and the Commission for Services to the Aging in Lansing. Yes. So I happen to be the co-vice chair at the um,
1: State Advisory Council on Aging, which supports the Commission on Aging, as you know. And I have been blessed to be able to be a part of that group for almost nine years. Um, We help advocate for senior issues around the state. Um, We also do work on a project that the commission gives us each year um, in some instances we'll produce a white paper out of that project we may produce um, special documentation but it's been very rewarding and i've gotten to learn a lot um, i also am a member of the senior regional collaborative which the presbyterian village of michigan is a member of Um, We are over 35 nonprofits. We all have a senior focus of some sort. Some may do other things, but we all do, when we're together, we focus on senior issues. We do training. We do advocacy. So that's been a pretty amazing thing. That handles, that focus is within a seven-county radius. Um, So Wayne, Oakland, Macomb, Washtenaw, those are the big areas that we focus on our issues um, and senior-focused issues
0: in those areas. We're doing great work in Michigan for seniors, and we've always been a leader. And it's wonderful that you're such playing such an active role in that. Thank you, Audra. Yes. Um, So our focus today will be on selecting senior living. Uh, How should you do it? What should you look for? So can you tell us what folks should pay attention to when selecting a senior living location?
1: Yeah, it can be a very daunting task because there, senior living can be many different things. It can be strictly a 55 and older apartment building. It could be something like an apartment building, but then there's services layered in. There could be assisted living, memory care, short-term rehab, and long-term skilled nursing. So for somebody not new to this or new to this, this can be a very daunting task because what exactly do I need? But some things that I would highly recommend is really sitting down and being honest as to where the person that you're looking for may need help. Is it that really the house is just too much? It's just they can't manage the house. They can't, but they can do everything their own self. They could still take care of themselves. They can do those things then maybe it's just a senior apartment without services. Mm, Maybe they need some additional help. Maybe sometimes they need a little help with medications or they need a little help with something else. Then it could be something like independent living with services layered on that you would layer on as you need. And as that person's needs grow, those services can grow. Then there's assisted living. Usually what that means, I actually had this conversation with a daughter up north the other day, is that means that somebody is in need of caregiving services 24 hours a day, at least available 24 hours a day. Um, It may or may not be licensed. um, And you can check the state of Michigan website to see and see how the communities are licensed. Then, so that's general assisted living. Then there's a whole nother carve out for memory care. Um, So if your loved one is experiencing a form of dementia or Alzheimer's and really needs specialized care, that's an option. Then there's short-term rehab. You've gone to the hospital. Now the doctor is saying you need to get a little bit strength. You can go into short-term rehab for a couple weeks, get stronger, and then go to wherever you had called home. Or... You can go into a new level of care. And then there's the traditional nursing home style where it's long-term skilled nursing and you really need nursing supervision because you may have a compromised medical condition that really needs that nursing supervision 24 hours a day. So those are the different
0: levels. Um, Okay. um, right. So um, you started out by saying this is a daunting process. <laughs> and listening to what you're saying, I'm sure many of our listeners are thinking, wow, that is a lot to take in. So um, it's really important to check with the uh, professionals mm-hmm. and get some good advice. Um, I was also wondering, uh, when you're touring a location, what types of questions should you ask? What should you pay attention to in terms of the quality of service? That's a great question. Um for me, how does
1: the building look, right? Because if you can't take care of your building, can you take care of my loved one right is a big one. um how do the how do the staff and residents interact because you will see that just on a tour. Um how does the salesperson or the person that you're touring with interact with the residents? Um, asking questions about if you're looking at independent living, what's included? Because that could be a wide variety of things. You know, if there's maintenance, what would have to be maintenance? What would I be responsible for? What are, or is the community take care of? Um, asking, you know, what is your care? If you're looking for something like an assisted living or memory care, what are your caregiving ratios? What happens if somebody calls off? How do you handle that? Um what if somebody needs more care do you have somebody that can help us with that is are you, is this i'm on my own or is this a joint journey with the community helping us along in this process um because people not a lot of times don't know exactly where to turn so There are great resources out there as far as checklists and questions. Um, Actually, with the State Advisory Council, we're getting ready to do that very thing. Um, In the housing section, we will have a series of checklists that people can use um, to ask those when they ask those questions. So having some good resources and then asking friends that have gone through this for recommendations. Yes. You know, asking them, where, where was your loved one? Were you happy with it? What did you experience? What what were the
0: good, bads, and the uglies? Um, and yes. I, <laughs> and if you think about it, we would do that for a beauty salon, a dry cleaner. Why not do it in terms of long-term care or senior living? Exactly. And the other piece is I always tell people, take reviews with
1: a grain of salt because you're never going to make everybody happy, right? And mm-hmm. everybody, this is a personalized journey for so many people, that they expect, in some cases, that you're going to take care of their loved one and they're not going to have to lift a finger. And then in other cases, they are that one that will micromanage you through the whole process. (laughs) So when you look at reviews, I always take those with a grain of salt. Same if you ever read a review on the state website for a licensed community. Read it all the way through, and I'll give you a quick example as to why I say that. Back in my life before PVM, we had the state come in because we had flu in the building, and the the it, at the very top it said allegation found correct. Well, if you don't read what the allegation is, now you're panicked. So I read. I had the family read it all the way through. Well, yes, we did have the flu in the building, and our corrective action was we had to start calling Wayne County to let them know we had the flu in the building, and that was our corrective action. So it could be as small as that, but it could be something bigger. So I always tell families, don't just read the headline, read it all the way
0: through. So to get a true picture. Very good advice. Um, well, what does Presbyterian Villages of Michigan do in regard to service excellence and how they deal with many of the things you're talking about? That's a great question too.
1: So in what, as you just mentioned, service excellence is our core value right i mean that's what we're all expected building relationships accountability listening those are all very important aspects for us um if in our communities that we have salespeople, we also go through additional training the sales teams are are really there to be a resource and even the administrators on the housing side are really there to be a resource there's a lot of times we may not be able to help somebody we may not have what they need But knowing what your community offers and knowing how to be that resource. And then when their loved one is with us, being able to help them through that journey with compassion and honesty and love. And, you know, when we lose a resident, when they pass on, a lot of times not only do we lose a resident, but we lose the family. And we've had so many families come back I was just at Redford not too long ago, a Redford community, and a family came in to drop off some Christmas goodies and their loved one had hasn't lived there for five years. Wow. But it made such an impression on them that they want to continue to be able to thank them each year for all the wonderful things that their mother experienced when they lived there. So really, PVM is, in my opinion, does an amazing job. Um, I've, you know... And talking to, once again, talking to families, ask if you're touring, ask if you could talk to a family member. That To your question earlier about what should you ask, ask if you can talk to a family member about their experience. And if a community can't give you a family member to talk to, that would be a concern for me.
0: Right. Excellent advice. Um, there are also lots of new trends going on with senior living, and I know uh, PVM's Village of East Harbor mm-hmm. campus is... Very involved in that. Can you share what they're up to over there? Yep. So we just added um, 96
1: units or apartments. Um, We added a a three-story apartment building, which is brand new to that campus. And then we added another um, 36 ranch apartments. And so what we did when we built the community, we knew that technology was going forward, just like you said. So we have added... um, for our ranch apartments, for example, we have added um, the MyQ for the garage door, so you can use it from your phone, or you can do the keypad. So no matter where you are in the world, if you forget your- to shut your garage door, you can do it. Or if that would be great for me. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Or if you've got a family member that needs to do it on your behalf, they can do that. We now have the keypaded doors through the whole new project, so. They can just keypad, and you can also assign special numbers for different people. Um, we have the smart plugs. So if you plug it in, into one, you plug your lamp, let's say. I have this in my bedroom. If you plug your lamp in, you can tell Alexa to turn the lamp on and off for you instead great. of you having to do it from the switch. So it's given us some great new things. And so... you. These items can all be done either through Alexa or Google. They can also all be done from your phone, tablet, or iPad. Excellent. So, and we've had great, great responses. Matter of fact, our Department of um, Technology—I think you're aware of this—is going around to our different villages right now um, and doing some surveys and and helping them learn technology as we roll different technology items out to the different communities. And they are getting such a great response. It is so neat to see. As a matter of fact, our village of Redford, for example, they were just telling me, um, technology was just telling me a week or two ago, they're like, when are you coming back? We've got more people. So we're, you, were rolling technology. Um, as you may remember, we actually got Google Ness in several of our communities during the pandemic, and those have been a huge hit. So we're looking at different technology that we can use in many different ways.
0: That's wonderful. And I think that's a real advantage. Sorry, folks, it's a shameless plug here, but that is a real advantage of being part of a large organization such as Presbyterian Villages of Michigan with around 30 locations around the state, a 77 year history. So we have an actual Department of Technology that does educate uh, mm-hmm. folks. So there are many advantages, and, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm.
1: And to add to that, what you had asked, you had mentioned earlier, you had asked the question earlier, when you're looking at communities, something to look at. One of the things I want to go back to real quick, if you don't mind, sure. is looking at a community that's a for-profit versus a nonprofit. And the reason I say that is those are questions to ask as well. Um, sometimes as a nonprofit, we get the, the ability to do some things such as technology, where we can add some things. So those are just some questions to ask, too. And how does that differ? Um, Because you want to know all the things that you can um, be aware of. So those are just some of the additional questions I would ask.
0: Great. Um, If you had one final message you'd like to give folks, one thing in particular for them to keep in their mind as they start this journey, as you've said. So...
1: Unfortunately, I've been reminded of this this week. You can never start planning too early. And here's why I say that. Back in my previous life, um, before PVM, I used to run a support group. And one of the things I would tell families is, unfortunately, most likely a crisis will happen. You've, um, You've seen that happen time and time again. And what will happen is they will say to you, Let's say, heaven forbid, your loved one's in the hospital. OK, they can't go home. Where are they going? And you have 24 to 48 hours to figure that out. So one of the things I always encourage is make sure you've kind of started this journey, at least even if it's just exploring online. And then have your documents. And what I mean by that is your wills, your trust, your powers of attorney, your all of that ready to go. Because unfortunately, I've experienced, even in the last several weeks, so many people that have had a crisis and those documents aren't ready. And it just makes things so much more difficult um, and puts so much more stress. So you can never plan too soon. So whether you're 30, 40, 50,
0: doesn't matter. Start planning now. That's wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Audra. And thank you so much for being on our Caregiver's Best Friend podcast. I was very honored. It was wonderful. Thank you.